Okay, so today is January the 15th, 2020. Darren and I are in the book of Genesis, and we're going to read chapters 36 through 40. Okay, Darren. Okay, Genesis chapter 36. Now these are the records of the generations of Esau, that is Edom. Esau took his wives from the daughters of Canaan, Ada, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite, and Aholibama, the daughter of Anna, and the granddaughter of Zibion, the Hivite. Also, uh, Basimath, Ishmael's daughter, the sister of Nebaioth, Ada bore Eliphaz to Esau, and Basimath bore Reuel. And Olibama bore Jeush and Jalem and Korah. These are the sons of Esau who were born to him in the land of Canaan. Then Esau took his wives and his sons and his daughters and all his household and his livestock and all his cattle and all his goods which he had acquired in the land of Canaan and went to another land away from his brother Jacob. For there property had become too great for them to live together, and the land where they sojourned could not sustain them because of their livestock. So Esau lived in the hill country of Seir. Esau is Edom. These are the records of the generations of Esau, the father of the Edomites, in the hill country of Seir. These are the names of Esau's sons, Eliphaz, the son of Esau's wife, Ada. Ruel, the son of Esau's wife, Basimath, or Basimath. The sons of Eliphaz were Teman, Omar, Zepho, and Gatam, and Kenaz. Timnah was a concubine of Esau's son Eliphaz, and she bore Amalek to Eliphaz. These are the sons of Esau's wife, Ada. These are the sons of Ruel, Nahath, and Zerah, Shammah, and Mizah. These were the sons of Esau's wife, Basimath. These were the sons of Esau's wife, Olibama, the daughter of Ana, and the granddaughter of Zibion. She bore to Esau, Jeush, and Jalem, and Korah. These are the chiefs of the sons of Esau. The sons of Eliphaz, the firstborn of Esau, are chief Taman, Chief Omar, Chief Zepho, Chief Kenaz, Chief Korah, Chief Gatam, Chief Amalek. These are the chiefs descended from Eliphaz in the land of Edom. These are the sons of Ada. These are the sons of Ruel, son Esau's son, Chief Nahath, Chief Zerah, Chief Shammah, Chief Mizah. These are the chiefs descended from Ruel in the land of Edom. These are the sons of Esau's wife, Basimath. These are the sons of Esau's wife, Olibama. Chief Jeush, Chief Jalem, Chief Korah. These are the chiefs descended from Esau's wife, Olibama, the daughter of Anna. These are the sons of Esau, that is Edom, and these are their chiefs. These are the sons of Seir, the Horite, the inhabitants of the land Lotan and Shobal, and Zibion and Anna and Dishon 
and Ezar, Ezer, and excuse me, and Dishon. These are the chiefs descended from the Horites, the sons of Seir in the land of Edom, the sons of Lotan, the sons of Horai, and Hemam, and Lotan's sister was Timnah. These are the sons of Shobal, Alvin, and Manahath, and Abel, Shepho, and Onam. These are the sons of Zibion, Aya, and Anna. He is the Anna who found the hot springs in the wilderness when he was pasturing the donkeys of his father, Zibion. These are the children of Anna, Dishon, and Olibama, the daughter of Anna. These are the sons of Dishon, Himdan, and Eshban, and Ithran, and Chiran. These are the sons of Ezer, Bilhan, and Zavan, and Achan. These are the sons of Dishon, Uz, and Aram. These are the chief descended, descended from the Horites. Chief Lotan, Chief Shobal, Chief Zibion, Chief Anna, Chief Dishon, Chief Azer, Chief Dishon. These are the chiefs descended from the Horites according to their various chiefs, chiefs in the land of Seir. Now these are the kings who reigned in the land of Edom before any king reigned over the sons of Israel. Bela, the son of Boer, reigned in Edom, and the name of his city was Dinhabah. Then Bela died, and Jobab, the son of Zerah, and Bozrah, became king in his place. Then Jobab died, and Husham, of the land of the Temanites, became king in his place. Then Husham died, and Hadad, the son of Bedad, who defeated Midian in the field of Moab, became king in his place. And the name of his city was Avith. Then Hadad died, and Shamlah of Mazarkah became king in his place. Then Shemaiah died, and, and Shoal of Rehoboth on the Euphrates River became king in his place. Then Shaul died, and Baalhanan, the son of Achbor, became king in his place. Then Baalhanan, the son of Achbor, died, and Hader became king in his place, and the name of, the, of his city was Pau, and his wife's name was Mehetabel, the daughter of Matred, daughter of Mezahab. Now these are the names of the chiefs descended from Esau, according to their families and their localities. By their names, Chief Timnah, Chief Alva, Chief Jetheth, Chief Olibama, Chief Ela, Chief Pinon, Chief Kenaz, Chief Timon, Chief Mizbar, or Mibzar, Chief Magdiel, Chief Eram. These are the chiefs of Edom. That is Esau, the father of the Edomites, according to their habitations in the land of their possession. Chapter 37. Now Jacob lived in the land where his father had sojourned in the land of Canaan. These are the records of the generations of Jacob. Joseph, uh, when 17 years old of age, was pastoring a flock with his brothers while he was still a youth, along with the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives, and Joseph brought back a bad report about them to their father. 
Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his sons, because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a very colored uh, tunic. His brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, and so they hated him and could not speak to him on friendly terms. Then Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. He said to them, Please listen to this dream, which I have had. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field. And lo, my sheaf rose up and also stood erect. And behold, your sheaves gathered around and bowed down to my sheaf. Then his brothers said to him, You are actually going to reign over us? Or are you really going to rule over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Now he had still another dream and related it to his brothers and said, Lo, I have had still another dream, and behold, the sun and the moon and eleven stars were bowing down to me. He related it to his father and and to his brothers, and his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you have had? Shall I and your mother and your brothers actually come to bow ourselves down before you to the ground? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the saying in mind. Then his brothers went to pasture their father's flock in Shechem. Israel said to Joseph, Are not your brothers pasturing the flock in Shechem? Come, and I will send you to them. And he said to him, I will go. Then he said to him, Go now and see about the welfare of your brothers and the welfare of the flock, and bring word back to me. So he sent him from the valley of Hebron, and he came to Shechem. A man found him, and behold, he was wandering in the field. And the man asked him, What are you doing? What are you looking for? He said, I am looking for my brothers. Please tell me where they are pasturing the flock. Then the man said, They have moved from here. For I heard them say, Let us go to Dothan. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them at Dothan. When they saw him from a distance, and before he came close to them, they plotted against him to put him to death. They said to one another, Here he comes, this dreamer. Now then, come and let us kill him and throw him into the, into one of the pits, and we will say, A wild beast devoured him. Then let us see what will become of his dreams. But Reuben heard this and rescued him out of their hands and said, Let us not take his life. Reuben further said to them, Shed no blood. Throw him into this pit that is in the wilderness, but do not lay hands on him that he might rescue him out of their hands to restore him to his father. So it came about when Joseph reached his brothers that they stripped Joseph of his tunic, the very colored tunic that was on him. And they took him and threw him into the pit. Now the pit was empty without any water in it. Then they sat down to eat a meal. And as they raised their eyes and looked, behold, a caravan of Ishmaelites was coming from Gilead with their camels bearing Uh, aromatic gum and balm and myrrh on their way to bring them down to Egypt. Judah said to his brothers, What profit is it for us to kill our brother and cover up his blood? Come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay our hands on him, for he is our brother, our own flesh, and his brothers listened to him. Then the Midianite traders passed by, so they pulled him up and lifted Joseph out of the pit and sold him to the Ishmaelites. For twenty shekels of silver, thus they brought Joseph into Egypt. 
Now Reuben returned to the pit, and behold, Joseph was not in the pit. So he tore his garments. He returned to his brothers and said, The boy is not there. Ask as for me, where am I to go? So they took Joseph's tunic and slaughtered a male goat and dipped the tunic in the blood. And they sent the very colored tunic and brought it to their father and said, We found this. Please examine it to see whether it is your son's tunic or not. Then he examined it and said, It is my son's tunic. A wild beast has devoured him. Joseph has surely been torn to pieces. So Jacob tore his clothes and put sackcloth on his loins and mourned for his son many days. Then all his sons and all the daughters arose to comfort him. But he refused to be comforted, and he said, Surely I will go down to Sheol in the morning for my son. So his father wept for him. Meanwhile the Midianites sold him in Egypt to Potiphar, Pharaoh's officer, the captain of the bodyguard. Okay, so today is January the 15th, 2020, and Darren and I are continuing on Genesis um, uh, 38 through 40 chapters. Okay, Genesis chapter 38. And it came about at that time that Judah departed from his brothers and visited a certain Adulamite whose name was Hera. Judah saw their daughter there a daughter of a certain Canaanite whose name was Shua. And he took her and went into her, so she conceived and bore a son, and he named him Ur. Then she conceived again and bore a son and named him Onan. She bore still another son and named him Shelah. And it was at uh, Chebiz that she bore him. Now Judah took a wife for Ur, his firstborn, and her name was Tamar. And Ur, Judah's firstborn, was evil in the sight of the Lord, so the Lord took his life. Then Judah said to Onan, Go into your brother's wife and perform your duty as a brother-in-law to her, and raise up offspring for your brother. Onan knew that the offspring would not be his, so when he went into his brother's wife, he wasted his seed on the ground in order not to give offspring to his brother. But what he did was displeasing in the sight of the Lord, so he took his life also. Then Judah said to his daughter-in-law, Tamar, Remain a widow in your father's house until my son Shelah grows up, for he taught, he thought, I am afraid that he, for he thought, I am afraid that he too may die like his brothers. So Tamar went and lived in her father's house. So after a considerable time, Shua's daughter, the wife of Judah, died. And when the time of mourning was ended, Judah went up to his sheep shears at Timnah. He and his friend Hira the Adulamite. It was told to Tamar, Behold, your father-in-law is going up to Timnah to shear his sheep. So she removed her widow's garments and covered herself with a veil and wrapped herself and sat in the gateway of Enim, which is on the road to Timnah. For she saw that Shelah had grown up, and she had not been uh, given to him as a wife. When Judah saw her, he thought she was a harlot, for she had covered her face. She, so she turned aside to her, to her. So he turned aside to her by the road and said, "Here now, let me come into you." For he did not know that she was his daughter-in-law. After she said, What you 
what will you give me that you may come into me? He said, Therefore I will send you a young goat from the flock. She said, Moreover, will you give me a pledge until, uh, until you send it? He said, What pledge, pledge shall I give you? And she said, Your seal and your cord and your staff that is in your hand. So that he gave them to her and went into her, and she conceived by him. Then she arose and departed and removed her veil and put on her widow's garments. When Judah sent the young goat by his friend, the Adulamite, to receive the pledge from the woman's hand, he did not find her. He asked the man of her place, saying, Where is the temple prostitute who, who was by the road at Enim? But they said, There has been no temple prostitute here. So he returned to Judah and said, I did not find her. And furthermore, the men of the place said, There has been no temple prostitute here. Then Judah said, Let her keep them, otherwise we will become a laughingstock after all. I sent this young goat, but you did not find her. Now it was about three months later that Judah was informed, Your, your daughter-in-law, Tamer, has played the harlot, and behold, she is also with child by harlotry. Then Judah said, Bring her out and let her be burned. It was while she was being brought out that she sent to her father-in-law, saying, I am with child by the man to whom these things belong. And she said, Please examine and see whose signet ring and cords and staff are these. Judah recognized them and said, She is more righteous than I, inasmuch as I did not give her to my son Shelah. And he did not have relations with her again. It came about at that time she gave birth and there she gave birth that behold there were twins in her womb. Moreover it took place while she was giving birth, one put out a hand, and the midwife took and tied the scarlet thread on his hand, saying, This one came out first, but it came about as he drew back his hand, that behold his brother came out. Then she said, What a breach you have made for yourself. So he was named Perez. Afterward his brother came out who had the scarlet thread on his hand, and he was named Zerah. Hmm. Chapter 39. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, and Potiphar, an Egyptian officer uh, of Pharaoh, the captain of the bodyguard, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. The Lord was with Joseph, so he became a successful man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Now his master saw that the Lord was with him, and how the Lord caused all that he did to prosper in his land. So Joseph found favor in his sight, and became his personal servant. And he made him overseer of over his house, and all that he owned he put in his charge. It came about that from the time he had he made him overseer in his house and over all that he owned the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house on account of Joseph thus the Lord's blessing was upon all that he owned in the house and in the field so he left everything he owned in Joseph's charge and with him there he did not concern himself with anything except the food which he ate now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. It came about after these events that his master's wife 
looked with desire at Joseph, and she said, Lie with me. But he refused and said his master and said to his master's wife, Behold, me here, my master's does not concern himself with anything in the house, and he has put all that he owns in my charge. There is no longer one greater in this house than I, and he has withheld nothing from me except you, because you are his wife. Now then, could I do this great evil and sin against God? As she spoke to Joseph day after day, he did not listen to her. He lied to lie beside her or be with her. Now it happened one day that he went into the house to do his work, and none of the men of the household was there inside. She caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled, and went outside. When she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and had fled outside, she called to the men of her household and said to them, See, he has brought in a Hebrew to make us to make sport of us. He came in to me to lie with me, and I screamed. When he heard that I raised my voice, he screamed and screamed. He left his garment beside me and fled and went outside. So she left his garment beside her until his master came home. Then she spoke to him with these words, The Hebrew slave whom you brought to us came in to me to make sport of me. And as I raised my voice and screamed, he left his garment beside me and fled outside. Now when his master heard the words of his wife, which she spoke to him, saying, This is what your slave did to me. His anger burned. So Joseph, Joseph's master took him and put him into the jail, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. And he was there in jail. But the Lord was with Joseph and extended his extended kindness to him and gave him favor in the sight of the chief jailer. The chief jailer committed to Joseph's charge all the prisoners who were in the jail, so that whatever was done there, he was responsible for it. The chief jailer did not supervise anything under Joseph's charge because the Lord was with him, and whatever he did, the Lord made to prosper. Genesis chapter 40. Then it came about after these things, the cupbearer and the baker for the king of Egypt offended their lord, the king, the king of Egypt. Pharaoh was furious with his two officials, the chief cupbearer and the chief baker. So he put them in confinement in the house of the captain of the bodyguard in the jail, the same place where Joseph was imprisoned. The captain of the bodyguard put Joseph in charge of them, and he took care of them, and they were in confinement and they were in confinement for some time. Then the cupbearer and the baker for the king of Egypt, who were confined in jail, both had a dream the same night, each man with his own dream, and each dream with his own interpretation. When Joseph came to them in the morning and observed them, behold, they were dejected. He asked Pharaoh's officials who were sent with him in confinement in his master's house, Why are your faces so sad today? Then they turned to him. They t- then they said to him, We have had a dream, and there is no one to interpret it. Then Joseph said to them, Do not interp- interpretations belong to God? Tell it to me, please. So the chief cupbearer told his dream to Joseph and said to him, 
In my dream, behold, there was a vine in front of me, and on the vine were three branches, and as it was budding, its blossoms came out, and its clusters produced ripe grapes. Now Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes and squeezed them into Pharaoh's cup, and I put the cup into Pharaoh's hand. Then Joseph said to him, This is the interpretation of it. The three branches are the three days. Within three more days, Pharaoh will lift up his lift up your head and restore you to your office and you will put Pharaoh's cup in his hand according to your former custom when you were his cupbearer. Only keep in mind when it goes well with you and please do me kindness by mentioning me to Pharaoh and let me go out of this house. For I was in fact kidnapped from the land of the Hebrews and even here I have done nothing that they should have put me into the dungeon. When the chief baker saw that he had interpreted favorably, he, he said to Joseph, I also saw in my dream, and behold, there were three baskets of white bread in my hand, in my head, on my head. And in the top basket, there were some of all sorts of baked food for Pharaoh, and the birds were eating them out of the basket kept in my hand. Then Joseph answered and said, this is, this is its interpretation. The three baskets are three days. Within three more days, Pharaoh will lift up your head from you and will hang you on a tree, and the birds will eat your flesh off you. Thus it came about on the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, that he made a feast for his all of his servants, and he lifted up the head of the chief cupbearer and the head of the chief baker among his servants. He restored the chief cupbearer to his office, and he put the cup into Pharaoh's hand. But he hanged the chief baker, just as Fer Joseph had interpreted to them. Yet the chief cupbearer did not remember Joseph, but forgot him. Wow, thank you, Darren.